Hey, this is Russell and I work at the video store, the place that you can go to once a week whenever it is movie night. Interesting people pop in to rent something and we go through the films that they've loved across their life. When the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series and talk about them with my friends that work here. All right, let's do it. Let's open up the shop. Top of the morning. How are you guys? Hello. Yourself, Russell. Does it make you want to be British? (laughs) Top of the morning. Hello. Hello, (laughs) Governor. We have uh, Cole with us today. Hi. And we. Hi. (laughs) And we've got Graham. Hello. Hello. (laughs) And my name is Russell. Welcome to the video store. Uh, Today on the show, Muzi is going to pop in to Mm. bring something. Cool. Muzi is an incredible musician, producer. Uh, here in South Africa, who is spending so much time overseas and doing such amazing stuff. Hell yeah. He he really is special. And over the years, the Bioscope's taken great joy in um, hosting two listening sessions for albums as they've come out. And uh, he's always been on my list. Cool. And for all of those who are fans of Muzi, who are finding yourself in the video store for the first time, welcome. Um, we have ourselves a great day here at the store where it's a little quiet now, we get to talk a little bit of admin and explain ourselves, and then Muzi will pop in to rent something, but then please stick around for afterwards, where myself, Cole, and Graham are going to talk about what we're watching, what we're enjoying, we're going to talk a bit more about what great movies are coming out, and um, it's a great chat, so please stick around for that. Yeah, please. Please do. I'd love to uh, contextualize Muzi for those who um, don't know him, the guys who come and visit the the video store once a week just to give you an idea he is i'm going to spend a lot of the chat trying to figure out and kind of give him some definition in terms of what his music is but i thought i'd explain this to to you guys colin graham just to give you some context of muzi imagine the sort of artistic brain of someone like tom york from radiohead Okay, who wants to experiment, who wants to have their, their output be art, not just fodder for the masses, yeah. right? Okay. It's, there's an intellectualism, there's an artistic approach. Now imagine if a brain like that grew up in Mpangeni. Sure. Okay, surrounded by a certain rhythm, songs, just that beat, right? Okay. That you get. Awesome. You know, um, <laughs> this last Rugby World Cup win has had me realize the fundamental difference between how we sing songs, whether you're a colonial white or if you, uh-huh. you know, African folk. Like, w- what do we have? Ole, ole, ole. Like, what do we <laughs> yeah. sing? You know, you see these like bars with people sort of not knowing what to do. Yeah. And then some of the footage of just like people moving through Monty, like singing songs. You know, there's, there's been such strong tradition of music and mm. of song and um that's what muzi has in him but then he's got this artistic brain that puts out the most incredible boundary pushing electronic music right rad that's okay. a good soul does that make sense yes it's okay, a really cool. good soul all right boyos 
cool. Let's should we get to work? Let's do it. Right, let's go let's dust get... off the storage room. Okay. <laughs> so what you guys are going to yeah, do? I'll go do that. All right. Uh, let's get into it. This is Muzi popping in to rent something. How's it, man? I'm good, bro. Back at the bioscope. Yeah. <laughs> Afrovision all these years ago. How many? Five years now. Damn. How long has it been? That's yeah. actually a good thing I was going to bring up. It's been five years. 2018. Lordy. Yeah. That was when we did your Afrovision album like, launch. Yeah. At the bioscope. Yeah. And that was when I got to meet you. Yeah. 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 It's when I got to find out all the stories. Uh, what is it? Um, What's the band you're in? Short straw. Short straw. Yeah, with JM and everybody. And it's like, yeah, no, it's we, cool. Yeah, we're, we're, we're from different worlds in that regard yeah, with the music. Yeah. And so it was very cool to see my band and the sort of indie, yeah. you know. Just uh, like diversify. Let's call it rock band for lack of a better term. And then kind of see what people like yourself are doing. Yeah. And and get to know you better. Yeah, man. It was just so cool. I remember even uh, back then we were having these ideas about like movie nights and stuff. I, I still yes. think we should like do that. Like, yes, I still I still think we should. And, <laughs> like and a you, horror movie night or something and I pick a movie and come watch it with people. We, we can totally do that. And we've got lots of different things that we can do. One of which, which I'd love to actually sort of present to you now while we're at it, I guess, yeah. is this idea that we have at the Bioscope called If I Own the Cinema. Oh, which yeah, yeah. we do as a private event. Okay. We tried it a while ago as a public thing and it wasn't right. Yeah. This is a private event where no one will know it's happening, just you and your invited guests. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and and you would own the cinema for a night and you can yeah. screen what you want. And we only want to do this for certain people. Oh, uh, I hope I'm part of certain so, people. So, <laughs> so, so you can be that person. because. Uh, be I think amazing. I think that's what I'd love to get across is that, you know, we've had a lot of people come through the doors and they do album launches and they do things and yeah. m- most of the time they're lovely people. But there was something about you that I think you kind of wormed your yeah. way into my heart a bit more. <laughs> I think you were also kind of in Mabuneng a bit. Yes, yes, you, I was. You, you did have a place there for a little. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so you've yeah, you you were sort of more of a. A friend in that regard. Yeah, and I used to come there all the time for pizza. Like my favorite pizzas were. And then I took <laughs> such great joy in seeing you just get more and more successful. Thank you, man. Thank you, bro. And and I think you are operating in such an interesting way and in an, in a very interesting world where, okay, let's let's get into the music for a sec. Yeah. How do you describe it? Um. What like uh, genre-wise? Or yeah, just like, yeah. Well, how 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 would you in, I, try and ca- encapsulate your music? I think like um, it's got a few bases. Um, one obviously being uh, like South African like electronic music. Yeah, from like nineties, eighties, even seventies, like so South, Southern it, African. It stuff. calls on a nostalgia. Yes, but exists very modern. Yes. So um, obviously, like electronic music allows me to do that and to play around with that a lot more than I guess other genres would, because with other genres, I guess you're only like sampling it or you're changing it slightly. Yeah. Like, but um, just like house music and yeah, house music like as a as a fundamental for yeah. for how I'm actually mixing up these like sort of um, old school genres and then yeah, so it's just like. Like exploring that part of things, but it's you know? but it's more than just something as as 
pigeonholed as house. No, no, no. It's, yeah, it's definitely it, like no, yeah. it could broadly be seen as dance music. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like it's not club doof doof. No, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's quite artistic and it's quite yeah. um, experimental, but not in a yeah. but in a so in the cinema world yeah. and in the and I'm sure this can extend to other things. There's the term auteur. Okay. Have you ever come across that no. that term? So it's when it's when you've got this kind of very unique vision and footprint, but it's mm. say as a director, where there's a very particular style. Yeah. And 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 you would be considered an auteur director where people could unmistakably see your oh, style. Oh, like Wes Anderson. So that's Wes thing. Anderson's yeah. perfect example. But with that comes a very artistic decision. Yeah. And so it's like um it's art house, but it's not pretentious. So yeah, and I think like yeah. your music is that. Where yeah, there's man. a very there's an artistic intention. Yeah. Yeah. That def- makes it quite special. Def- it's not commercial g- bubblegum pop. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Um there's always a there's always a, a pushing of something. Whether that's me um making I guess I've never seen like another like African artists make like for instance with Tumuzi, like make um visualizers for every album for every song on the album, make yeah. them connect. Like if you watch them concurrently, they all connect. Like there's you, all these like fine that, That's a great example. You you have this artistic plan. Yeah. <laughs> You're not just like trying to give this image of yourself. You're not existing like yeah. other perhaps like hip hop stars would. Yeah. Where it's just you're throwing this just kind like of hip hop image, like <laughs> you wear vans yeah. and you you sort of exist in such a unique space, which I think is so exciting. Yeah, man. And and then you've been able to travel the world. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and so I'd love to get into that. I think I think um I don't think it's something I don't think the 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 world the traveling the world part was like something that I had. Um, planned per se but it always it's always something that i had envisioned you know so yeah. i think my career is very much i made i made my decisions at the start like before i had anything like yeah. i knew um what i wanted to be like what i wanted to represent i didn't know how it was going to look and stuff like that um and what was that i want to be seen in the same way that we see like world-class producers and DJs. Okay. The, that's pretty much it. Okay, so, sort of like a world-class pedigree. Yeah, so it's like... It's, it's the producing of it. Yes, so like the same way you see like um, like a Justice or a Daft Punk or a Pharrell or uh, a Timberland or whatever. It's like okay. every, every time when they, um, when they like create art... Um, it's it's just seen as that thing. It's like seen as them being like these boundary pushers and these people that move it forward. Like mm. I see myself as that too. So um, I see, oh, I want I I I aspire for that where it's not where um, Africa is my my base, but they not just saying oh yeah that's the dude from Africa that's the dude. They mm. just like that's that's a world class producer. Yeah, so you you become a yeah citizen of the world in that sense. You you become yeah. bigger than your where yeah, you're from. Yeah, I just happen to be born in Empangin. Yes, like the same way that someone happens to be born in New York or yeah, yeah. Stockholm or wherever they're from. But so much of that Empangini is in you, and, yes, and is yes. what makes your 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 music so unique. Yeah, yeah. 
And and so just to contextualize where you are right now, especially for the folks who who aren't familiar, you've just released an album. Yes. But that album has Chris Martin. Yes. From Coldplay on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. like when we, because what I would love to do now is over the course of our chat, yeah, go between the little boy from Empangeni yeah. and you growing up and where you are now. Yeah. And I love the idea that you've had this clear vision. You've had yeah. this plan. You see your music as art. Yeah. And I'd love to just take a moment <laughs> to appreciate where you are now. Yeah. Where you've got conversations with someone like Chris Martin and, and perhaps you can also just tell the story, but yeah. there's a relationship with someone like Stormzy as well, right? Yeah. Over um, the years. But it, you know, you're establishing these amazing connections and yeah. you, you going overseas and playing these amazing shows. Yeah. I think, I think it's like, it's, um, people are getting to see how an artist develops in real time. You know, and sometimes I think in the industry, like where um, you come out and you're supposed to be an instant hit and all the doors are open for you and you're getting mm. all the things. But like, what do you do after that? So yeah. I think yeah. I, I think a lot of a lot of us want to be creative for our whole lives. You know, like like this is creative. The space is creative. You know, we, yeah. st we still want to be able to create the things that we love. Um, we don't want to be flashes in the pan. Yeah, because it's my real a, life. A my, lifelong career. Yeah, yeah, my life is not a flash of the pen. So it's like, I think um, like the way that we've, like John and I um, have treated it is that it's like I'm developing, you know. So yeah. as I as I develop, like what I focus on is the art. And then I've, I have a team around me that focuses on the other stuff that keep me in the loop with that. So with the business side of things, with the brand deals, all that stuff. But fundamentally, I just focus on art, yeah. like the music. That's 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 the special part of a relationship. Yeah, and man. and and you're seeing the long term. And I want to at this point just acknowledge who John is. Yes, who is someone who comes, <laughs> you know, almost as quickly into the picture as you do. Yeah, um, and it's someone who I've had just as much to do with as you. Yeah, um, John is your manager. He's your yes. kind of a business partner, business partner in the yeah. sense that who is Muzi. Um, is is effectively the two of you? Yes, which yes. I think is is interesting. Yeah, and, and also specifically who he is. Yeah, he's not just your buddy that you went to school with. No, he's a lot older. Yeah, he's got the thickest Scottish accent <laughs> yeah. to the point where, like, sometimes on the phone, it's kind of hard to oh, understand to what yeah, he's yeah, saying. Yeah. But he he's got a plan for you. Yeah, he does, and like um, the the gift of John is hindsight. And he, or, know, yeah, it's his experience it's, it's in the experience music industry yeah. and his ear. You know, he has an amazing ear for because I guess with the experience, he's he's heard a lot, he's yeah. seen a lot. Like like I remember um, telling him that I we, I used to watch these like uh, electronic music like documentaries from like back in the day, and then I spotted him in a few like just oh, like shit. chilling there with like Paul Oakenfield or whatever. Like I saw you in a documentary, and he's, he's like, lived there. You know, so. Um, I think yeah, like like uh, that has allowed me like um, like teaming up with John has allowed me to really focus on on music. He's told me that that's been like the important thing, and that's how I've been able to get into these rooms. Yeah. It hasn't been like likes or plays or whatever that it's been. I've been able to get into these rooms because of the art. Yeah, you know, yeah. and 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 maybe that's why sometimes it always it always looks like oh snap like. 
maybe my follower count is not up. How am I doing this? How am I doing that? But I've never used my follower count as an asset. I've never used my 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 okay. social media presence as an asset when I'm pitching. I use my art. Yeah, because that's the interesting is that the plan is you've wanted to put your work yeah first. I want my work to always be. You want to be known. <laughs> you want to be known for what you've done, not who you are and yeah. how handsome you are and yeah. who's on your arm or whatever. Yeah, that's not important. It's like, I, I, I but that comes through. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to kind of encapsulate in in my reading of you is like the the pure love and also when you see the footage of you performing yeah it's it's about you channeling this this art yeah and and the pure love and respect to put that first yeah yeah, I have to, man. Yeah, as no. opposed to you being like, "Oh, look at me, look who I am." Yeah, bro. Like, like, like. Even when I was, you're a, a vehicle for the music. It's very yeah. interesting to see those the footage of you performing your your stuff. Yeah, man. Like, I think um, I I I never like like sort of fame and stuff would never be something that I aspired to, even when I was a kid. Yeah, you know, because I would, I would, I've always been introverted. I've always like just kept like I'm very like. Uh, yeah, you are a bit more quieter yeah, in that sense. You yeah. Know? And like so um it's never been like something that I actually even wanted. Yeah. You know, like my like the initial dream was just for me to like make beats in the background, <laughs> you know, yeah. and just like do the thing. But like um after I realized that I had uh I guess something to say, like a message or, yeah. or something, like I felt like uh especially with like I guess the whole emotional stuff that I talk about in my music and whatnot, like I wanted to be that. I wanted to be the person I, I I envisioned as a mm. gap in the industry, like why don't people speak about these things or whatever? Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, so I got into it that way. So like even now, like I have to, I have to be the guy that that continues to break the rules yeah. because because um, like especially because like people support me. Um, so I sometimes I think they live vicariously. Through, sure. <laughs> no, me, we do that. You yeah, know, yeah. because it's like um, not everyone has. I guess the opportunity or the privilege even sure. to 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 be able to just be like oh I'm about art I just do this you know but also something as simple as like what you look like what you wear yeah. what you do like as a as a black person you also are c- quite an interesting anomaly like you don't yeah. look like in a typical <laughs> scene yeah. or culture or vibe just like your music doesn't fit into one box yeah and i yeah. think that is great especially today where someone goes like i was a skateboard and listen to art yeah, you know but i don't like just straight up hip-hop or trap or you know it's like edm or, EDM <laughs> or that, house yeah. or you know like we are this kind of blurry mix but yeah what i'd love to do now is i'd love to get into um how this all got kind of put together okay um, so we've got a, a a bunch of things that we we talk about here at the Bioscope. The one is we want to go through the films that you've loved across your life, Ooh. because we believe that the films you've loved across your life have have crafted who you are. Definitely today. Yeah. And we've got four great loves. Okay. And these are the films you've loved, and they came at a time which is very similar to the kind of loves that you might have had yeah. at the time. Yeah. So the first film is uh, the puppy love film, which yeah. is like nursery school, primary school, young yeah, love. Yeah. You're excited to just hold hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's sometimes a very innocent film. Yeah. 
um, but it kind of sets you on a course. Did you? Can you um, think of a puppy love film? Um, when I was a, a kid. So now this is you and Impangeni, huh? Hey? Yeah. What, what paint was, that paint that picture? What what is Impangeni? Okay, Impangeni is a it's um it's a town northern of uh, it's like two hundred kilometers like well one fifty away from Durban. Okay, so it's kind of like mid um KZN like okay. in terms of the map it's coastal um it's tropical tropical it's climate it's hot <laughs> as hell there's it's, a lot of mosquitoes it, yeah it's quite hilly. quite hilly a lot of the, a lot of those Durban towns yeah exist so, up on hillsides and, yeah so all of, like all of us technically have a house on a hill like <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but like uh, I stayed at a township close there called Dengolezane and uh, that's where I grew up so all yeah. them I mean a, a, an important question is what kind of access did you have to to, to uh cassettes, to bro. Like cassettes. Okay. There was a there was a place where we could hire movies called Dialer Movie. You know, okay. you used to go yeah, and get yeah, the VHS. Like a stuff. VHS cassette. Yeah. yeah. Um How how old are you now? I'm thirty two. Thirty two. Okay. Yeah. Early thirties. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So still Old so enough, still... old enough to do a VHS. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. I'm, I'm, I'm still... just, I'm right there in the middle. I'm yeah, right yeah, there, yeah. right before things get weed out. So like, um, yeah. So we used to go to data movies. Um, my brother, one of, I have three brothers, and um, one of them was really into like action movies and stuff. Okay. Um, so obviously there's no puppy love there because you just like action stars can't really act. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so you didn't, you didn't dig it, but but you you were at the mercy of his choices. Exactly. Um, okay. but I remember like movies like obviously Home Alone. I Lovely. remember movies like um, was it Five Hundred Days of Summer? I think that was a little bit late. That's a little bit. That's like two yeah, thousands. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's yeah, a bit yeah. late. Um, I remember. Oh yeah, I said Home Alone. Jumanji. Okay, the, the, yeah, the, the first, first one. one. That was fucking scary. Yeah? <laughs> I loved it. I watched it like 200 times. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. I think like, because I love horror movies, okay. right? Like as a, as an adult, like I feel like after the jump scares, I feel like horror movies have some of the best storylines for me. Like yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. the one that's predictable, but like, um, Constantine, yeah. it's all of those movies like are like some of my favorite oh, movies. Okay. So I think Jumanji is the one that like sort of Jumanji and Freddy. Okay. So my my puppy um, love is horror movies. Oh, oh like night, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. was Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So that yeah, so 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 um, that that still slaps, eh? It's amazing. The first Nightmare on Elm Street. And do you, like, know, do you know that if you were to look back now, you'd recognize the one kid was Johnny Depp. What? That was his first starring role. He wore that oh, like that, that silly like football crop yeah. top. So you sort of saw his his oh. you saw his like midsection and his belly button. It was very I awkward started, and weird. I just, I just started wearing like crop tops like that. Oh, kind nice. Of well, <laughs> Johnny cold, Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp was rocking that in Nightmare on Elm Street, the very what? first one, and he gets sucked into the bed. Oh that snap! Scene? That's him. That's oh, Johnny Depp. That's crazy. In one of his first starring roles. That's crazy. So yeah, so I think like puppy love stuff was more maybe okay. coming from like cartoons, uh, okay. Biker Mice from Mars, you know, all oh, of that stuff shit. from like back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Um, but I think Home Alone certainly oh. gave a lot of kids some sense of like invention. Yeah. And being proactive, taking yeah. charge of a situation, no matter where you were. Yeah. Um, where you're like, like a, I'm going to be in charge of my destiny. It felt like a younger, uh, like a younger version of MacGyver. Yes. You know, like, and 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 for that reason, I I enjoyed. I think, yeah, I think like for like don't, early. Don't movies, rewatch MacGyver. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but at the time, you know, you don't know. Like, so you just no, you're no, just watching and you're just. Someone told me, me, don't rewatch MacGyver. 
it's aged like a glass of fresh milk. Oh, and I was damn. like, I want to keep him a hero in my yeah, head. So, so keep so him just, there. Just keep him there. Hold him dear. <laughs> yeah, but MacGyver was also like, fuck, that also just, yeah, it, mm. it gave you the chance to sort of make your own destiny. You know, yeah. you, you're in charge of the situation or yeah. you can get in charge of the situation. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. Right. So there's a kid. I, yeah, I, I definitely put like Home Alone. Like up okay, there. and Jumanji. And, and Jumanji. Okay, bro. so you were challenging yourself. Yo. Which I think is interesting. From a young age, you were yeah. challenging yourself to test your boundaries. Yeah. Because that's what you said earlier. You spoke about, I want to push boundaries. And so, yeah. like, as a kid, horror pushes boundaries. Yeah. My brothers would be like, because my brothers are older than me. They're like, oh, yeah. you, you scared? Yeah, yeah. You scared? I'm like, nah. <laughs> and, and then uh, when they used to go to bed, I'd ask them, like, are you guys going to sleep now? You know, are you leaving me alone? <laughs> And stuff so I was a very frightened little kid, eh? yeah. like I early, like very young, like even a trailer could freak you out, yeah. And yeah. then you stay awake and you think about those, yeah, and you like rhinos oh. crashing through the room and the spiders and Jumanji. There was a series called Lesilo that used to play, and it was about like this like ghost that this guy, there's a South African series, Le- and like Lesilo, Lesilo, yeah, the new guy. And they used to like uh, you bring him through with the whistle. It's like some scary shit. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you would channel this ghost or something. Yeah, so like you conscious ghost up. It's like it's like it's like this ghost is kind of like your genie to do like your things, like oh, your all your all your bad things for whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, so like I don't know, horror was just like the thing. I don't know. Okay. It sounds sounds. It wasn't as no no no. It makes sense. At all. Um, you're currently wearing a Jurassic Park. Yes. Cap, which I oh, appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that come around that time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jurassic Park definitely. Which was also a bit um, of a horror, hey? Yeah, even Jaws was a horror the first yeah, time yeah. you watch it. You're no, like, th- those, those films, and same as Nightmare on Elm Street, they very carefully attacked you in places that were safe. So yeah, like, yeah. why Nightmare on Elm Street is so scary is because it happened in your dreams. Yeah. The nightmare house, was, in was in your bed, which was always your safe space. Yep. Remember, you could hide under your bed. Yep. You could put the covers over. Something like just swimming like, in the ocean was fun. Going on a beach holiday was fun. But now they've attacked that place of paradise. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like taking the yeah. boogeyman to a whole new level. Yeah. Like, um, so, so, yeah, I was okay. really into that. Also, I just thought of one. Um, remember The Exorcist? Yeah, like the yeah. original. Yeah. With like the, I've never the head, seen it. Head twist I've never it. seen it, but I know about it. It's obviously I know about it. Uh, We've got the movies. book out there in the in the gift oh, shop. The, oh, okay. yeah. And then the other movies that were nice were I used to like angel movies, like angel demon movies okay. as a kid. Um, okay. Because I home was like super super religious, so like I would okay. I would always try to see like because sometimes they'll tell like you, they'd be the I don't know if it's called the prophecy or something. With yeah. uh, Christopher Walken, I don't know, I forget the name, but there was okay. an angel movie that he did. Like he did three parts of it, and I used to just watch it. And then they tell these things okay. about Matthew fell down, and so and so, so fell down. You years. grew up in quite a religious house. Very okay. Very yeah. It taught you some of your good manners. Yes, 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 yes. It really did. You are forced you? Your, yeah. Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> <laughs> are you? Are you still as religious? Nah. Okay. Nah, um, I think uh, it's not the worst household to be brought up in. I don't think it is too. Like, but even, whether or not you hold all those things dear once you learn and read a bit more is yeah, another story. I think I think I think it's I think it's it's good to learn 
um, about other people and about compassion and about like all of these sort of human traits that help you as an adult yeah. and sort of get you a proper grounding. Some life, yeah. life lessons. And then once you have that foundation, then you can like yeah. build. Okay. So now over on to high school. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the high school crush film. This can crush. be a little bit more dangerous, but of course you've started from quite a dangerous yeah, yeah. taking place. So I place. didn't have puppy love. Yeah, yeah you much. went st- kind of almost but straight like, to it. <laughs> but, but what was, uh, where was high school? Still in yeah, KwaZulu-Natal? Still in, yeah, still in KwaZulu-Natal. In a still in Pangeni? Still in Pangeni. So okay. in a, in a pl- uh, same house? Same house. Cool. Um, a place called, a uh, school called Tandi. So high school was just like two kilometers away from home. It was in the same hood. I walked there. And now this is this is DVD time, but this is yeah. also like pirated DVDs, like sure. five and ones, ten and yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> and you're getting all of that stuff, and guys are selling DVDs for like two rands. Oh uh, shit! Cool, all that. Okay. Um, so uh, then, I think so. Then I guess what I guess five hundred days of summer comes in there. Yeah. I guess um, that that was a that was rom com era is okay. Like you you watching Mean Girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quite smart. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mean Girls was was very much a smart exception to the rule in yeah. terms of a, a fun comedy. Yeah, because it came from a very smart, very thoughtful place, which yeah. is why it lives on, why it's yeah. timeless. Yeah, same as it was, Five Hundred Days real. of Summer. Yeah, it was true. You yeah. know, like they took it, like like all the I guess uh, like addition of the the drama that makes mm. it like look bigger and I guess louder than what it actually is but we were in high school that's exactly what like people would like click up but it wasn't a silly comedy but it like, wasn't silly yeah you at know all. Uh, like not another teen movie and some yeah. of those things that they were parodying yeah M- Mean Girls was written by Tina Fey who's a very smart very yeah. funny person and yeah. despite it being these kind of silly scenes they were rooted in very smart humor smart, yeah same as Definitely. 500 days of summer it was a very yeah. s- it, it was aware of its wall right yeah it broke the fourth wall and yeah and played a lot with that it broke out into musical numbers yeah they also defied the rules yeah they did like which and, is which is once again what you are consistently doing and, and, and yeah and, <laughs> but, defining and, and, and also and, defying the rules yeah, and like and like also the the times what you you're also getting scary movie Scary movie, mm. like at this, I, get, I think when I go into high school, like it's like a few years out or something, like yeah. Scary Movie 1. And like that just like flipped everything for me that you can like almost you could parody. remix. You can, yeah. Because yeah, that's what parody, like you can remix these other movies and have your own sort of like viewpoints on it and and just make it comedy. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like it's postmodern. It, like, yeah. it knows what's come and it's, and it's reflecting on that. It's, yeah. it's quite a smart thing. Very smart. Okay, so, so, right, so that was high school. So that's high school. Then yeah. then we go over to the let's, uh, it's yeah. getting serious one, which is now perhaps the start of your career. Where did you, where yeah, did so, you kind of so go now, from there? From high school, I go to varsity for a few years. Where did and, you study? And um, uh, UKZN med school. Okay. Yeah, med so, school? Yeah. So oh, I shit. I didn't study med school for, and then my scholarship finished after the end of third year. And then I just figured I'd just start. You started career. medical school? Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, but it doesn't matter now. I don't even know where my matrix is. Because <laughs> sure. Is and all of that stuff. But yeah, I did. Um, were, were you quite set on on being in the medical world? No. Who wanted you to do that? My marks. 
Okay. My school box, man. Like I was. So I was, you were good enough to get into med school. That's not. Yeah. That's not an easy feat, eh? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even apply, bro. And you were like, because I've been given this opportunity, I should take it. Yeah. So, so I, I just had like I, I had a, I had really, really good marks, and um, I just set up a meeting with the dean. I showed him my, my matric certificate, and he was like, "You want to write the entry test?" I was like, "Yeah." Set up an entry test for me, like some like. Did binary you? like sort of lateral thinking type stuff and uh, yeah. I aced that shit and did I you got him. fucking hell did you enjoy biology yeah yeah I so thought, it was something that you were kind of yeah like like I, I, I that's why I say like my marks I think like when I looked at it like um, I didn't do accounting in high school and stuff so my marks were more geared towards like uh, I guess um, health like medical or yeah, scientific sure, field sure. you needed to um, have you needed to have done biology to have even been considered, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So so I um yeah. And then um I everyone, my teachers at school, everyone was like, Yeah, just be a doctor and I was like, Okay, I've got nothing to lose. It's gonna help me leave Empangeni. And so I did it. Did you work very hard to get those marks? No. Okay. So no, Okay, I, so so <coughs> you were you were given you were given a pretty astonishing brain. Yeah, back then. <laughs> No, but you still got it. I can, I can, but you can see it in your music. You can see that you're not stupid. Yeah. It's the same as no, but it's this. This explains a lot because yeah. you can see it in comedy, which yeah. is also another art form. You would see it in film because you know something happened in 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 filmmaking when we were in film school, yeah. where where like with a documentary, you had to go out and make a documentary about someone. Yeah, and that's when I started realizing that. The filmmaker comes out, whether they are aware of it or not, based yeah. on their decisions. Especially yes. with something like documentary. Yes. Maybe you can mask it in a more of a narrative form and you can hide it. Yeah. Because it's the subject matter. But with documentary, you show how smart you are based on what kind of questions you ask your subject. True. You, how you have painted this picture. Is it objective? Is it subjective? Do you include this? Do you not include this? Yeah. It can dictate and you can see whether or not the filmmaker actually gives a shit about the subject. Yeah, how well So, so you reveal it? yourself, right? Yeah. And the same goes for comedy and the same goes for music. Yeah. Comedy also is perhaps more revealing because your observation we can, can tell, tell how smart you are. We can tell if you read or not. Yeah. <laughs> we can just tell if you read or not. And uh, I think, yeah. Let and me. I think the complexity of your music yeah. is testament to how much of your brain has been unlocked yeah, yeah and you've unlocked enough of your brain to be good enough yeah to be in medical school yeah yeah and you actually did three years i did three years that's astounding yeah so like i think i think um it, with the with the work like i used to i i'm the type of student that reads something before the teacher says it so i i used to feel stupid for coming into class and hearing the teacher teach me something it used to uh, make me feel weird that oh I, d I don't know what they're talking about so yeah. what I, what I, what i used to do was like um beginning of the year when we get our textbooks i just go you'd read on my the whole own thing and i read the whole thing and wow. so like by by april may i'm finished with the year syllabus and then when i'm hearing stuff in class i'm hearing it for like the second third time because okay. i've already read it for myself okay so if so, your brain is that high functioning it makes sense that you are constantly pushing yeah, your yeah. limits, especially with something like music. Yeah. Okay, so so now you get out of Mpangeni because you said you wanted to find a way out, right? Yeah. Did you feel like it was a space that you had to outgrow? Yes, yes. Um, 
and and then when does music hit you? So um, music, by the time I, I leave uh, for varsity, music has been in my life like six years. So okay. I start making, start writing like raps when I'm in grade six. So I mean, okay. So it was always kind of there. Yeah. But then, um, and then you, you you get going on it, eh? Or was and there then, some other jobs um, in between? Or? I've never had a job. I just started like making beats for um, people. <laughs> I started making beats from people. Um, as soon as I got to Varsity, uh, I discovered something called the internet. Sure. Which is like, and just blew my mind. I was like, there's so much information. Yeah, yeah. So, um, half of which is just cats. Yeah, but like, at the, <laughs> where, you know? And no, no, I, no. But and, you, for, but at for, the time, for you your don't, brain, I could understand what yeah, that would mean. I, I, I was like, I need to know how to discern good versus bad information. So mm. I just started like reading as much as I could. And then um, at the same time, I started going into people's Facebook profiles and MySpace profiles and like sending them emails. You know, I make beats, I do this, whatever. Okay. So, so some that, of those so chords started. Yeah. So some of those chords, that's how I got John. I, I, okay. I found his email on Jack's Panic's website. I was like, let me email. Yeah, that's guys. right. He was involved with Jack's Panic. That yeah. was his connection to South Africa. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So this is the. It's getting serious. So. Uh, so curious whether, as you're now crafting your musical expression yeah were there were there films along the way that you can think of man definitely bro like um i've when i look back now and connect the dots i think i've always been more inspired by like visual artists okay like um, yeah it doesn't have to be film. yeah like 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 so but like but like that the visual art of yeah, film okay. of, 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 of film you know like um right now i'm into like paintings and stuff like that but I, I also love movies yeah i'd rather watch a movie from like a really good director than a movie that's like popular or whatever yeah um so yeah there's a lot of movies like i used to, i was watching the first uh riddick i was watching constantine is like i think top two favorite movies of all time for me okay um, okay the keanu reeves yeah yeah, but, right. yeah. amazing a little a little ahead of its time yeah it was it was but but the time that it's happening in, like, I mean, like, there's, like, Devil's Advocate. There's all these other movies that are playing around these sort of um, ideas of how of how evil presents yeah, in your life. Yeah. And it's not gory anymore. It's like the devil is wearing a suit and, yeah. and all of these things. So yeah. I, I, used, I love it when it's, like, twisted, you know? Mm. Like, um, so, yeah, but but the the movie that was, like, my favorite during those times when I was in med school was Twilight. Oh, I love Twilight, bro. Okay. <laughs> so cool. I and, was like, and, okay. oh man, you know, it makes you a hopeless romantic. All of these like Good. weird things. Yeah. No, that's nice. Um, yeah. Were you more a vampire or a werewolf? Which, which, which? I've, I've always been a vampire guy. Okay, bro. you were more. Uh, what's his name? Edward oh, Cullen. Edward, yeah. Okay. I've always been a vampire guy. Like, um, okay. From from Blade to to. Uh, What's that movie? Um, I even like the one where Eddie Murphy is a vampire. Remember that old movie? <laughs> a vampire in Brooklyn, I think. Okay. I used to watch that a lot. Like, I've always thought it, yeah. You'd but. appreciate this. I grew up in the northern suburbs of Joburg, which is quite chalky. Yeah. Four ways, but whatever. Yeah. And the closest nightclubs to us when we were in our late high school, wanting to kind of get out, were sort of commercial jock. Yeah nightclubs and i said to myself there has to be something better than this shit <laughs> if i'd grown up in melville or greenside yeah. or other parts of Joburg, i could have experienced something more 
yeah. my frequency. But I was a bit stuck yeah. going, fuck, there has to be something better. Go to Varsity, meet friends from across Joburg, and I'm now exposed to The Doors, which yeah. is a rock nightclub, which I didn't okay. think even existed. Oh, snap. And it was three levels, the bottom of which was the main dance floor, mm. and the middle was this kind of bar. So you could yeah. stand in the middle and look down over the dance, dance floor. floor. Oh, that's and it was an old cinema space, funny yeah. enough. So it was this big cavernous room. And you hearing like, let the bodies hit the floor, let the bodies hit the and, floor. And, like, and also like <laughs> Foo Fighters, Rage Against yeah. the Machine. So it was a nice mix. But fucking hell, when the lights went on and it was red, it yeah. looked like a scene from Blade. Oh, and snap. I remember going, oh my God, I'm just waiting for the blood, <laughs> for the blood to, to come <laughs> down. But I was like, this is awesome. Like yeah. I've kind of found my people. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh, okay, that's cool. Okay, yeah, so, man. You, so you were in sort of a vampire. I was in, I was in, I would have loved, I would have loved. I would have taken to that, you to, that to that doors. Because yeah, yeah. like, I think um, it was also just like a good way of imagining stuff. You know, like when I watch movies, um, like my head always goes like, let's see what other kids are doing. You yeah. know, I want to yeah. see what like how other creative like people are are, are expressing themselves like visually. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. Um, so I think at the time, uh, you want to be fluid in that because and that comes yeah. through in your music because there are all these other elements. Yeah, you, man. Could, you you know some of some some moments in your music sounds like it's a. Little gospel church under the trees. Exactly, out it in sounds the field. like sounds like a scene. And and sometimes <laughs> it it's yeah yeah it's it's more electronic and complicated and yeah. and quite heavy. It's cool. Yeah. Okay, so now the last one we have, um, but it's maybe not the last of our conversation. Yeah, uh, because I want to chat a bit more. But um, is the film you would settle down with? Mm. Um, and and that's the. Perhaps the Constantine. It's like it's the yeah. what's the what's the favorite film of all time? Okay, like there's a few that 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 keep changing, um, and then there's just like ones that are just like like anything that comes from this director in my eyes is like okay. goated. Um, what are the ones that sort of battle for that first place? Because sometimes um, we're a lovely combination of those. Yeah. So it's quite nice that there isn't one defining one. I I really like Edge of Tomorrow. With Tom Cruise. Oh, cool. I really like that. Um, I love Constantine, 300, the first Riddick. 300 was quite special. From a visual point of view, it was unlike it was anything just, we'd ever I seen like before. Anything we've it ever was seen like before, man. great um, green screen done. Yo, amazing. Interstellar. Done in a way you, yeah. Interstellar okay. was crazy. That um, comes up on a lot of people's lists. A lot of people credit Interstellar. Bro, like, it's the best to me, like, the best like sort of artists are the ones that don't repeat themselves yeah because that's really hard yeah it's a type of thinking that like after you've created a particular product then you then see how the next one you start seeing how the next one is going to play out because you know all the cards that you used for this one and christopher nolan is one of those like sort of like directors yeah each one is an evolution brah where for me i feel like wes anderson is just crawling further up his own ass (laughs) personally you know, he's got such a distinct <laughs> style yeah. that, that everybody credits him for and celebrates him for. And then you you go to you almost want to say to him, like, so what's the plan? Are yeah. you gonna take that and evolve that? Yeah. He's like, No, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean in and Yeah, and then do more. I'm gonna more, add more. another spoonful of peanut butter. Like it's <laughs> it's so to the point where like I think he's kind of lost the ability to tell an easy story. Like, story. like 'cause yeah. it's just so 
much about the production. Yeah, everything yeah. wheels in and out yeah, from the side, and a narrator tells the story of a play. That's the story of a play. It's like oh that, my god, that we know. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I think um, I still appreciate it. I'm still coming back for it yeah, all. Like I still love the guy. But his eye is still crazy. It's still great to see you where know? where where he goes. Yeah. But He's got it's, an insane I don't quite eye. know whether it's evolving. I discovered a director, actually. Like, when was it? Not discovered. I found out about him. Like, a guy. I think, like, old guy. Uh, Andrei Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky, yeah. Yeah. I checked. I've, I've got his name down. That's why I'm yeah. here. I checked the stuff out yesterday. Yeah. Oh, my boy. Like, you know that whole thing of, like, the horizon in, like, a, in, in how you frame a scene and yeah. stuff? Like, it's always interesting to me, like, where how people view the same thing. Like, okay, there's subject, there's, mm. there's this whole sort of depth of field. Yeah. It's always interesting how people frame it. So like some, some, some directors just have like the perfect eye, man. Yeah. Where um, for him, it, 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 for Andre, it, it, it felt like, it felt like he goes into like these nature things and then he sees it instead of him creating it production yeah. wise. What are his big films? I mean, all the cinephiles listening are going to, I've heard of Tarkovsky and of course I know about him and off the top of my head I can't even fucking think which ones Yo, I was were, just were like, his films but I mean we'll maybe bring it up in our post chat but but um, yeah that's an auteur that's what I was saying about someone who who develops this the style this that, recognizable style that they that that's that's still they're able to expand because yeah. that's like that's like the hardest thing because it's like um, you find whether it's in music okay cool you find your sound and then you have your sound how do you expand it yeah. and a lot of people don't expand it because yeah. after you find it and then let's say you get success from it like the money you get tells you that what you're doing is right so you yeah. keep on repeating it yeah yeah. But, don't change a winning formula uh, you have to change <laughs> yeah but just okay let, let, let tell me a bit about this new album and specifically yeah. perhaps as a starting point how the Chris Martin thing came about because I think that's perhaps um, a cool, a cool, a cool sign of an evolution. It's a sign yeah. of a step up, right? Yeah. Uh, I've been friends with Chris for like a few years now. Um, met him when what year was it? Twenty nineteen, when Global Citizen was happening here. Yeah, okay. twenty nineteen. Yeah. Met him earlier that year um, through Shoma Josie. Like Shoma Josie just like calls me. She's like, "Yo, you want to come to the studio?" Like, want to just jam. And I wasn't doing anything. I'm like, okay, sure. Get to a place and Chris is there. I'm like, oh, shit. She's like, yeah, sorry, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just like, I don't know. Like, it just happened that way. She was like, ah, I couldn't tell you, but like, I'm just here chilling with Chris. So, which studio was that? What was that at her house? At her house. Yeah. Okay, because Chris Martin did crop up at um, Short Straw's. If Short Straw has a home base, it's yeah. a studio in Rosebank called High Seas. Oh, okay. Where we rehearse and have recorded all our stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And he recorded a thing with Chris Martin, and he also couldn't tell us oh, yeah, until yeah, afterwards. Yeah. And the photo came out, and we we're like, "Dude, what the <laughs> fuck?" And he's like, "I could never have called you over." Yeah. And there was yeah. hundreds of people I could have called over. Yeah. So okay, so you went to her house and you got a chance to meet him and got a chance to meet him, and then he he's, he comes across like such a goofy, happy dude. He he is. He <laughs> but is like goofy. He, yeah, he is, yeah, man. Yeah. He he. It's again at the time. How old am I? I'm 28. So at the time, so like, I think I'd met a few of my like idols by then. And who were some of those? Just off the top of your head, I guess like, like electronically, you know, like electronic music. So I'd met like uh, I'd met Coffee, 
I had met uh uh like rudimental from the cool. UK. Yeah. Like I'd played some like big festivals, I'd met Utah Saints, I'd met like like quite a okay. few people. I think okay. like the only person on not on my list uh, on my list right now is Daft Punk. I still need I still need sure. to but they 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 don't even want to let you know uh, what they it, look even like. If, even if I meet one of them, even yeah. if I meet a half, like it's fine. Okay. But like, um, okay, so you, so so yeah, so so I'd made a few people, and then like like when I, so you when, perhaps weren't as kind of giddy starstruck. You could, I, I've never been starstruck. Okay, you could sort of see him as more of a person. Yeah, it's amazing so, how quickly they become just yeah, normal humans. They, I I realized early on that that's what they want. Like imagine yeah. being like that big. Everyone wants something from you, whether that's a picture or mm. autograph or a story, or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. So when I meet like these like mega stars, I, I just, I'm just myself. Yo, if I've got it's some, it's a sweets, natural you, instinct. Do you yeah. want my sweets, bro? Like whatever, you know. Like yeah, yeah. and then I think that um, started a, a a relationship that maybe grew outside of the industry. Like, because cool. you know how you have, like, industry friends and all that mm. stuff, um, like, colleagues. Mm. But um, with him, it just became, like, a like a thing. Like, because then after that, I was playing in, in Paris. I was playing Afropunk Paris. And, yeah, that was the second time I met him. He was in the crowd, uh, waited for me backstage. And, yeah, so he compliments me on the show. Uh, and then he's like, "You wanna? We're doing an album. You wanna remix it? And wanna remix a song?" Oh, you it? remixed a, a Coldplay song. Yeah, Orphans. So, uh, so I remixed that song, and then my album comes out. Zeno comes out, and he remixes Sondela. So then, okay, yeah, so, so that Sondela song was special. Yeah, right? so he remixes Sondela, Sondela forever, and then, and then we just like continue talking you know just like about just normal seems stuff like such a nice bro. relationship yeah. yeah man just based on a mutual respect for the work eh? yeah bro and like um uh yeah it helped me a lot uh also when i was just like going through like a lot of down moments you know mm. um seeing how he uh, he's obviously been through a lot so it also became a thing where i, could, I can ask him questions find out how do i deal with this how do i deal with that oh like, interesting eh? it extended yeah, onto that so extended onto that and then and then yeah, it just became cool, man. It just became like, yo, he, he asked me about my family, asking him about his family, and then we just became close that way. And then when this song comes through, and it's like, uh, again, sometimes when you when I I I'm always aware of like my relationships in that regard. I don't, I never want to ask for too much, you know. Yeah. I never want to yeah. ask for stuff because it's like, um, yeah, I just want to be cool with you. I just want to be friends with you. That's it. I don't yeah. want anything from you. Um, but when I made Queen, it just I I could I couldn't like not hear him. I couldn't not hear him, bro. Like yeah. like, like I kept on hearing his voice on there. Yeah. So I send it to him. I send him uh, the song. And are you like no no pressure? Bro. Yeah, bro. I'm just like yo, please like you know, just like I I I keep on hearing you on the song. Yeah. Uh, he listens back to like my version of it, and he's like, oh, it sounds cool. Like I don't think I need to be on you. I'm like yo, bro, trust me, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. trust You might me. not be hearing exactly what I'm hearing. Well, yeah. Exactly. Because, like, I think it was multifaceted for me. Like, it was a thing of um, uh, one of the biggest rock stars ever singing in Zulu. That's that's all I wanted to accomplish. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's all I wanted to accomplish. That, like, I had done that. Okay. So, so when... When it happened, now I'm FaceTiming him. I'm, I'm telling him, like, I'm enunciating the words. I'm like, nah, say it like this, say it like this. He gets it right. 
and then I'm sure he also yeah. appreciated the challenge of it where he's like yeah man I get to do something different yeah bro and like I get to learn some words and exactly you know and, and like and 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 I think again it's that it's that opening of the the door thing you know like um when you're looking at all these like sort of markets that exist in the world like with with the music industry sometimes there's a teaching that we have to do not coming from the west where it's okay. like oh yeah uh oh this is the language we have mm. uh, this is how this is what the the song means uh this is what the beats mean so there's there's this constant teaching yeah. that we have to do because our industry is not as big as their industry but you've got something unique PR. that you can share exactly so it opens yeah. these doors and then you start getting people that maybe would have never even like asked anything or sang anything in in our languages singing it yeah and then you're like okay cool something is happening you know yeah. like um so yeah so that's how that's how the song oh, that's lovely that's no, how the that's song a came cool about story, man, man. And, um, and um and the album's out now yeah it's, yeah it's 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 out into the world yeah it's man becoming its own baby yeah it's a it's a masterpiece i'll say that i'll say okay. it. okay you, you can you can it, confidently it, say it yeah it is because like um i think yeah i just know it is <laughs> no that's great you know i just know that's think, great i think just because of how well-rounded it is as a project coming from like yeah. like like uh sometimes uh i wanted it to be like a full art piece yeah. i i know that i that I see my music as as high art in that regard. I, yeah. I, that's why I don't mind the, the that's teaching. That's what I mean. That's what I was trying to say. High art. Yeah, that, yeah. That's how I see it. You know, like yeah. I, I relate a lot more to artists and directors and visual people that take two, three years to like get this thing mm. together. And you're not just, you're not just baking another I'm batch not, of cookies. I yeah. know, bruh. Like, especially if it's a batch of cookies that you've eaten from from me that I've given you, I've sold mm. to you. So I'd rather be like, oh, you just leave those. Have you tried these ones? Yeah, you're going to you blow know? my mind with something <laughs> I've never tasted before. Exactly. Yeah, I have to. Like, so yeah. um, just to show the, it's how, it's how my mind works. Yeah. You know, and like. And we've just got a sense now of how complex <laughs> and brilliant that mind it's, is. It's very complicated. You know, it's very complex. But like, it's, I find. I find beauty in that chaos. Like my mind starts, it's like a thousand ideas, all these ideas. And then I slowly sort of like bring them back together. Yeah. I bring them back together to these sort of like three, four fundamental ones yeah. that then I get to exploit or, or explore also. There's one thing I thought of, as I said, you when I said the phrase, you've released your baby. Yeah. I thought of something which I would love to bring up if you don't mind, which yeah. I find another interesting facet of your personality Yeah, is the fact that you've got this daughter Yes. that, you look after correct me if I'm wrong, but you look after her as a single dad. No, 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 no. no. I, I I I'm not I'm not a not a single dad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um uh co parents with her mother. Okay, good. But okay. Uh, like I think it's also like a like a protection thing. You know, like me going out into the world and doing all these things might not be it actually isn't something that she wants for herself. So we I sort of protect her from that thing. Okay. You know, um, but yeah. like, are, are, are you together with the mom or not? No. You're not in a relationship, but you've got a great co-parenting yes, thing happening. Yes, yes, you know, so it's like uh, it 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 works. We, we, we help each other a lot. She helps me a lot, but like it's, Zeno's got two primary parents pretty much. Lovely. You know. Okay, and so the daughter, yeah. her name is? Zeno. And that was the name of the album? Yes. Okay, so a lot of you now 
another facet to you as a creator of art yeah. is inspired by the sort of daily love of a child. Hey? Yeah, yeah. Like all my music has been about my family. Okay. Everything. Like everything. Like it's 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 all about love. And then it goes into these parts where maybe like I speak on romantic love or then I speak about like love for my people, my country. Then I, I just speak about things I went through with my family. Yeah. And um, But also it's so funny when you go back to something like Twilight, which is at the <laughs> core of it is about love. It's yeah, about, it is. It's about it connection. Is, you know, it's the, about the human experience, Family man. and fitting yeah. in. And <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> so like, it's a funny thing to make a connection to. But, you know, your love for romantic films um comes through in the fact that your music also is about that yeah that that happy I was emotion crazy about rom-coms yeah. i used to just hate the the happily ever after part because you're like oh shit that's where the job really starts yeah, after, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100%. at the end of the at the end when he's got the girl yeah. and like they walk into the side say like oh shit that's the that's the real work yeah in now, real the, life. now the tough part starts <laughs> yeah you know so um Okay. Yeah, man. No, but but the the sense of love, the sense of family that yeah. comes through for you in your music. Yeah. yeah, man. Like, uh, so so yeah. Zeno is uh, like she looks adorable. Yeah, bro. She's she's amazing. She's okay. amazing. Like she's like it's 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 cool to see what it does to a child having like both parents. Yeah. There. No, that's good like, that there's both. Sorry, when John made a comment about you had to drop her off at daycare or something. Yeah. Some part of me clicked and thought that perhaps you were looking after her on your own. Oh no no but no. Just no, swap days. That's that's lovely. No, yeah. that's, that's great and important. Yeah. Um but listen man, I I'm so happy for you. Bro, thank you, man. And I, thank I you, love thanks. the fact that the bioscope um had a chance to help release yeah. we did two album we did two yeah. listening sessions. Yeah. yeah. Um, into the world and you just keep yeah you just keep keep growing and just keep yeah bro you keep doing amazing stuff it's so exciting to see your career just Thank constantly you, blossom I think you've built such longevity for yourself because yeah. when and I can tell you this from the other side of the 30s <laughs> you know when you do get tired of touring and performing and traveling mm. and perhaps you slow that down a bit mm. you've got this career as a as a producer yeah and there'll always be this brain that'll want to experiment and yeah. evolve and and do stuff and so that's just so exciting yeah man like i think um i use my 20s as a time to like i guess be somewhat of a master musically with what yeah. i was trying to do put in the time yeah. and i'm trying to use my 30s to get my visual language better and to understand okay, my visual language better um learn new i'm learning new instruments like i'm always i'm all i'm i'm a student you know and that curiosity of whether you're looking at like a movie and you're like how the fuck did they get that shot yeah yeah what do they do and then um, yeah. and then you try it or you like i think those are the things like it's so it's not as hard to reverse engineer something that has already been done you know? yeah so you can you can literally like look at a movie and study it mm. like shot by shot for you to figure out how to put a whole story together but even just the mood and the emotion yeah. and the feeling and the like how do you get that how do you make how do you because that's what art is yeah you know like the simplest way of looking at something like a painting is like doesn't matter about the brush stroke. How does yeah. it make you feel? How does it make you feel? Like if you were to walk in every day and and see that, yeah, um, you know, 
is it going to liven up your day or is it going to yeah. is it complex or is it going to look different each day yeah. someone, someone like how did they get that color how like why did they make that choice yeah you know and 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 that's like the 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 best type of art anyway like whether it's the painting or a movie like i love art that fucks me up yeah like it has to mess me up and be like damn yeah, shit yeah, yeah. you know just, yeah, it it, it adds some inspiring. complexity. But someone said something, and perhaps I can I can leave you on this little nugget, which was how art, um, you know, painting art decorates space. Yeah, yeah. Um, architecture decorates space. These yeah. kind of physical things. Music decorates time. Yes, it does. Hey, yeah. don't you? That's a lovely it's nugget. So, when I heard that, I was like. Oh, yeah. it kind of makes yeah. it kind of changes the inside of your stomach a bit. You yeah. go, it does fucking decorate time. Yeah, it's the it art does. of time yeah. because that's what it is. It's the time and and of you nostalgically going back, but also just literally when you listen to it, that is, it exists yeah. in the world, but over time. Over yeah. Anyway, yeah. so it's the, a it's a and it also rem music can remind you where you were. And what you were doing when you yeah, heard yeah. the song and all of no, that. No, your like, favorite songs are, are, are only your favorite songs because they <laughs> pin they pin to memories. They pin to so yeah, mm. man. It's um it's a beautiful thing. I I I see a connection in all art forms. Yeah. I see like uh yeah, and it's just continuing to do that, man. Like Amuro. Lovely. I'm just excited to see what I do next. And then so the new album is Umuzi, eh? Yes. Lovely. Yeah, man. Umuzi out now, uh thirteen tracks. Uh, yeah, just like God, Matala Kunene, legendary South African art, like legendary. Like, um, oh, he's on um, one of the tracks, yeah, he's on one of the tracks. And obviously, Chris Martin, Last Skeptic. Then I got uh, Zeno and her cousins, like my siblings' kids, oh, on wow. one song. Oh, it's a sing on a song, yeah, you oh, know. Cool. Um, and yeah, so yeah, guys, Lovely. check it out. Uh, check out the visuals too like if you're into movies and stuff because like how, how have you put uh, those out? They're all on YouTube okay. so when you magic. go listen to the album on YouTube you're just watching like visualizers all the time oh that's magic that's so smart. crazy shots <laughs> but dearly, thank you so much for your time thanks thank for you, popping man. in it was lovely to see the films that you've loved yeah man and, um, yeah and it's just yeah we'll just keep chatting and, and um, see you down the see you down the road I have to I have before we go Oppenheimer is crazy. It's lovely. Huh? I watched it at IMAX, bro. Like I had, oh, you to, had, I had to. I had you to. Had to. I had to, bro. I'm sure like, you'd appreciate the sound. The sound, bro. Like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> oh shit, like, oh. I watched this other film the other day, um, and we were in the cinema next to Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just uh, through just, the walls, boom. you just hear this like <laughs> just bellowing atomic bro, bombs going off. Watched an interview, and like Christopher Christopher Nolan was on some like he he wanted to make it visceral. Yeah, and I high super super respect. No, okay, so that was a yeah. recent love that you. So yeah, I okay cool. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, <laughs> thank, you so thank you for your time, man. Okay. I'll see you soon. Cheers. All right. What a lovely dude. Yeah. What a great chat. What a smart dude. Yes. <laughs> what an exceptionally smart dude. Um, we, at some point, uh, bring up Andre Tarkovsky. Okay. And I um, have to admit, I obviously know the name, but in the moment, um, drew a blank because I haven't watched any Tarkovsky. Have you guys watched Tarkovsky? Nope. No, it's my, it's my most egregious cinematic sin. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I haven't watched any Tarkovsky, but I claim to be a cinephile. Apparently, that's like a <laughs> contradiction in terms. I haven't no. seen any Jodorowsky either. Yes, Jodorowsky, Jodorowsky. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's the guy that that did the doc, there's the documentary about his that's his Dune. The only thing of his related to him that I've seen is the documentary. Remember, about Marigold spoke about yes. Okay, by listen, the mountain. I can't remember the know. name. I'm sorry, chaps. Yeah, mm. we're forgiven. Are we? <laughs> yes. By whom? By me. Okay, cool. Because because I've realized that there's obviously there's there's a never-ending level of cinephile. It's the yeah. same as like I remember this is going to be a weird callback, but when I was a kid, I remember watching um a thing about skateboarding and I remember the guy saying what I love about skateboarding is there's always someone better than you. Right. And that's the challenge of these things with sport and so there's no there's no such thing as <laughs> a level you need to be at. To be a cinephile, I think right. cinephile exists in your heart. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, but it's Tarkovsky, okay. we'll be we'll be film bros for now. Um, Tarkovsky, like level two. we did. <laughs> yeah, um, made Solaris, yeah. which yes. is which is um, was later remade into a George Clooney movie, right? Mm, it was. So people, Steven Soderbergh, right? Yeah, people know the remake. Um, but yeah, we should maybe, um, yeah, maybe. Maybe give ourselves a challenge. Yeah, yeah let's, watch let's hold each other accountable and say, come, we have to study. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, treat watching movies like work. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, creative things that we had to consume that felt a bit like work at times, um, people will know I've been talking for months about reading Dune. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I can proudly say I finished it. Oh, well done. Congratulations. You've read it multiple times, yes. Graham. Yeah. Cole? Once? Five. Five. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, so we can talk about this now. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a great yeah, book. I really, really enjoyed it. There were times where it was a bit dense and a bit bit tricky, and I don't know whether I could have really gotten into it without having seen part one, okay. which was the, okay. the film that came out a few years ago with old Chalamet. Yeah. Because part two is Young is is coming out next year. Yeah. yeah. Should so have been out this year. It should have been out now. Literally yeah. this weekend. It will come out next year. This yes. weekend was when it was meant to come out. Uh, um, this past weekend. But um, <laughs> what I'd love to share is the fact that, so obviously I was imagining Chalamet and all the, all the yes. actors and, um, in, when I was reading the book. And then I got delightfully got to the point where part one had ended and now my imagination was running wild in yes. part two. Cool. And um, this is the first time in my life I'm going to go into a movie where I've read the book. Oh. I didn't do it with Harry Potter. I didn't do it with Lord of the Rings. I, don't, I can't remember a time where this has perhaps happened. So I'm quite excited to watch part two. Cool. And um, yeah, I think I would have struggled with the book if I hadn't seen part one. Oh, okay. And gotten a bit of like universe building background. Because they just throw you in in the book. They don't explain much. Yeah. They just go yeah. like... Ben Jesuit, and you're like, I'm meant to just know what the fuck yeah, that is. Yeah. The Chome Company. Yes. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more. Yeah, it's an interesting book because it's it's more about yeah politics, coming of age. It's less, you know, just yeah plot sci-fi bullshit. Yeah. Like you can see so why it's like it. an attractive prospect for producers after Game of Thrones because it's got yeah. kind of a similar political intrigue going on. Yes. You know. You know? And then what I loved the most was then re-watching part one because uh, I watched that first and so much went over my head. Hmm. 
didn't really get where we were going, what the world was. Yes. And after having read it, rewatching part one and remember, and now it's just, oh, I loved it. <laughs> cool. That's cool. Just delightful. And you can see certain hints to yes. what's coming that obviously I never knew was going to happen. Yes. Um, but now what's cool is going, okay, part two's on its way. Who is the emperor? Yeah. And who is Princess Aurelian? And uh, how do you pronounce the the other dude, Freud Rother. Fade Rother. Yeah, Fade like Rother. Yeah. Do you know who's going to play him? Sting. No. <laughs> <laughs> was he... Was he the original and David Lynch's. In the David yeah. Lynch version uh, was Sting that guy. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Now I must watch the David Lynch no, version. No, you mustn't. No, I will <laughs> must now. bury it. And I want to watch that thing that we just spoke about 10 minutes ago, which uh, is this documentary about this famous filmmaker trying to make yes. Uh, How do you pronounce his name? I have no Don't idea. Yudorovsky. Yudorovsky. Yeah, it's called so. Yudorovsky's Dune. Yes. There's a documentary called Yudorovsky's Dune. Interesting documentary. I'm really glad that film didn't get made. Ooh. Yes. I think yeah. that's the charm, right? It's, yeah. the, it's the, the greatest film that never got made. Because um, it was going to have Mick Jagger in it and Pink Floyd was going to do the soundtrack. It also was just, it was super ambitious. not Dune in any way. Interesting. Yeah. He was like... He was, wasn't interested in adapting June in the slightest. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. But do you know who's going to play this Freud Rutter, who's one of the characters? Freud. Austin <laughs> Butler. Austin yeah. Butler, fucking Elvis, baby. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's going to be no so eyebrows. weird. With no eyebrows. No it's eyebrows, like he's shaved just weird. head. Yeah, they're called the Harkonnens. Yes. Okay, so yeah, so that I, I think that's going to be cool. I yeah. Mean, I just loved um, I loved it. And Christopher Walken is the, is the emperor. He's going to be the Which emperor. Which is so it's interesting. Very cool. yeah. Because he's become, his identity has become a bit of a parody. Yeah. And we always think of him as comedic. He's so like now, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's coming into the space where he's going to be 100% dramatic, yeah. I think. Yeah. Let's like, yeah. see. And it's going to be interesting. I yeah. think this late in his career to do that after his like, legacy has been and who he is and why we like him is so well established. Yes. So it's going to be refreshing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then good old uh, Florence Pugh. Yes. It's once again landed the role, you know. <laughs> yeah. She's going to yeah, be the, the princess. Yeah. Princess mm. Irulian. Irulian. Mm. Some yeah. Shit. Um, what are you guys enjoying? What are you loving? Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. I've had such a hectic October that I um, haven't. The only film I logged was Haunted Mansion. I'm so annoyed about that. Uh, you logged Parts of the Caribbean last night. I did. Yeah. I decided to rewatch the films. Yeah. I watched uh, those a few months ago. And it's so good. We don't, we didn't know what we had till it was gone. Right. I think with Naughty's blockbusters, we yeah. were so spoilt. Yeah. They're like, and then we'll go back and like rewatch them and have our opinions about those three films specifically. Yeah. And which three films? Pirates of the Caribbean 1, 2, and 3. Okay. So Dead Man's Chest and then uh, World's End. I, I've completely lost track of which really? one is which. You know, okay. Yeah. yeah, the original three that came yeah, out. Yeah, the, the Gorfabinski ones. Yeah. yeah. Like that precision in his directing. Yeah. The interplay of characters and casting is How they're just really insane. freaking weird. Yeah. They're such weird movies. Like and it's great. Movies. Yeah. The first film to ever be adapted from a theme park ride. Was that mm. the first? Mm. Wow. Usually in, in Disney parks, you know, the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark ride or the Jurassic Park ride, they all come from movies. Yes. But they'd created this Pirates of the Caribbean ride yeah. in Disneyland. I went on it. It's really cool. Yeah. And then they it's, did it's it on not a Haunted Mansion as well. That's also a ride. Yeah. Yeah. But often it comes after, but this is the first time 
Yeah. yeah. Haunted Mansion was a ride, yeah, was a ride into first that they turned into a movie. But yeah. they did it for the first time with Pirates of yeah. the Caribbean. Yes. But yeah, like you're saying, for movies from like that era, go back and watch Pirates of the Caribbean. Go watch The Mask of Zorro. Mm. Like, we don't get movies like that anymore. No. And it sucks because they're awesome. They're so much fun. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Magic, man. I'm busy watching. Um, we nearly finished it. It's a film called Nyad. On okay. Netflix, it is a, a, bi- a biopic about a woman who did exist in real mm-hmm. life who was a marathon swimmer who is oh. setting her sights on swimming from Cuba to Florida oh, without wow. any. It's, this is like it's it's ridiculous. It's, yeah. t- it's two days. Let's see what of nonstop swimming, like in the night. In the ocean. In the ocean, <laughs> and no one's allowed to touch her. No one's allowed to help her. You can, like, she can swim next to the boat, and they can put some things in her mouth and stuff. But now they, she's at this, I haven't finished the film, but at this point she's trying, she keeps trying. She's in her 60s now, trying to do this. I know. And there's jellyfish that are, like, stinging her, that are almost, like, putting her into, like, cardiac arrest. I've got a feeling she finishes it, otherwise <laughs> they wouldn't have made this movie. Probably. The swimmer, the main woman, is Annette Benning. Oh. And her um, partner, or more like best friend, who is helping her on this quest, is Jodie Foster. Okay. And the boat is captained by Reese Evans, who we all Ooh. know as Spike from Notting Hill. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a it's a great film, and it's also not. It's interesting. It's not in the formula of the American sports film, where it's this kind of swelling music and these yes. inspirational moments. It's. It it feels quite um, simplified and matter of a fact mm. and and relatively cold in that regard. But okay. but um, because I don't think they wanted it to be this kind of soppy made for TV yes. inspirational sports film. Okay. We're going to have a chat. We're going to have an episode coming out soon with um, Jamil uh, Kubeka, who's a very famous South African filmmaker mm. who's made a sports film, and he will oh, speak. Lacquer. He will speak in the episode about how he. Wants to add to that, you know, genre yeah, that yes. canon, of yeah. the of the American sports film. They're quite specific, right? And they come with their own sort of tropes and formula, mm. which is which is cool. It's it's low key one of my favorite subgenres in movies. Totally, oh, yeah. because I was saying this, this. I was saying this to my mom talking about Welcome to Wrexham. Um, you can take any sports or like basically any subject matter. Yeah. You put a good story behind it. Yeah, and you can convince people. Like every time I watch Moneyball or uh, the Titans football movie, remember uh, the Titans. Remember the Titans. I don't know. You watch those movies, and you're like, "This is the greatest fucking sport ever made." <laughs> well, like money, nothing beats this. Money, yeah. Moneyball was interesting because it was the statistics. Yeah. Behind it, it yeah. wasn't actually about the the physical endurance of the players and yes. the mental strength. It was about like numbers. Yeah. So Moneyball was a little bit of an exception. It still yes. fits into the American sports Definitely, movie. Definitely. Yeah. Remember the Titans is one hundred percent like the that one movie, and like yeah. Coach Carter, and like yes. all those movies. Yeah, <laughs> mm. it's brilliant. Yeah, on that topic, still, still going on. Welcome to Wrexham, and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's I'm enjoying. Such a good I'm, series. In, I'm enjoying the the latest season. They yeah. they are filling it out. Yes, in some ways that are perhaps a little too indulgent. Right. Yeah. But they're just trying to make a TV show. Yes. Yeah. And you accept that and, and you go with it. Where you're like, why are we talking about this for so long? <laughs> yes. But I, I do like it. I do like Welcome to Wrexham. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. It's a cool experiment to watch. And what's great is that they are now like they there's 
the, the because the documentary was such a success, the town is doing so well, yes. and oh, the yeah. characters that you know from season one are now like recognizable people in this town. Right. People are like going to the bar to see the bar and see the owner because he was a nobody and now he's a famous guy from the TV show. Right. So now it's season three is reflecting on the fame of the show. Two. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's so fantastic, dude. Highly um, recommended. How is your movie a day challenge going? Jesus? So it, it it's inevitable but the MCU is happening. No. Um, but you've done that before. No, I have never watched all of them in a row. Really? No. Haven't you? Mm-mm. Okay. Never. That's I thought you had. intimidating. Yeah. I'm only four movies in and I already regret it. Okay. But you don't have to do them now. You, they just, those could just be good um, day fillers for when you don't have a movie to watch. Yeah, but the problem is I'm like a completionist. So once I like yeah. get going down a road, I'm like. Are you going to skip the ones that you've already seen or are you going to rewatch them? No, I've already seen all of them. Oh, you have seen all of them. Yes, I've never just watched them like you've never done them in. in Are you doing? Are you doing them in the order that one should do them in? I'm doing them in order that they were released. Okay, not the timeline order. I was thinking about doing that, but then I was like, no, I kind of want to look at it as like how has like the filmmaking changed, Mm. like how has it progressed in that sense. Okay, so first Iron Man, amazing. Sure. Incredible film. Yeah. The other three that I've watched so far are all crap. <laughs> yeah. I you think know. there's this thing that we all go like, okay, everyone wants to catch up to Marvel in terms of like universe building. Yeah. And everybody goes, okay, if they're doing it wrong, they're like rushing and trying to get to the Avengers because they did it right. Like Marvel did it right in terms of doing a bunch of these individual movies and then doing Avengers. Yes. But what people forget is most of those movies are crap. Yeah. Like they're not good. Yeah. So like, everybody looks back at like what everyone else is trying to do in terms of establishing a universe and going, oh, those movies are bad. You know, exactly. But Marvel's established movies were also bad. Yeah, exactly. There's this hindsight like there's growing pains that tend to like over romanticize oh, it. Yeah. So, sorry, what we're talking about here is the fact that Graham has given himself the huge challenge of watching a movie a day. Yeah. Which, for someone like myself and Cole, like, is a toughie, mm. not too difficult, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but once into it, um, super tough. Yeah. Um, 308 days in. Yeah. That was a lot, dude. Yeah. That was brilliant. I mean, like, I will sometimes have the Spielberg weekend. I don't know if you've heard about his movie Binge Weekends. Okay. Uh, like, sometimes I'll just have one of those off weekends. I'll be like, cool, I'm watching six movies this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and I've done that. Like, yeah, we've done the thing where we've watched, like, three, four movies in a day. Yeah, yeah, we'll have Tom Cruise sci-fi yeah, we have day. a Cruiser-Palooza or <laughs> something along those lines. I, I'm one of those people that when I do an overseas flight, like, I secretly, like, really love it. Mm. Because oh, really? I get to watch five, four or five movies yes. over the course of this, like, yeah. however many hours. Yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah. so you're going strong. I'm I'm yeah. going to be really interested to hear your opinion after you've done this with the focus on the filmmaking. Yes, because I think from like this phase with One Division, uh, not One Division, Wonder, Doctor Strange, yes, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, like I think the filmmaking is the fundamental problem. I think there were uh, okay. and She-Hulk. Are you going to do the series as well? No, fuck no. Okay, we don't, don't have time for don't, that. We don't have time for series. Don't, don't put yourself through that. I've watched some of them. I don't think She-Hulk's that bad. <laughs> like parts of it were cool. The, the like, the the framing of it was nice. Like the characters, but then yeah, I was like, fuck this. Um, there's some trailers that have come out here. Oh yes, we got a few trailers this week. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for the Fall Guy. It looks cool. It looks rad, dude. That's the Ryan Gosling. Yes, it's a new the- David Leach movie. So David Leach is the guy who did Bullet Train, 
and yeah. Deadpool 2. It looks really fun. Yes. It's, it's like Ryan Gosling. Emily in, Blunt. In his kind of um, Ken-esque kind of humor. Yeah. Okay. So he plays a stuntman yeah, for a very good. famous actor. This actor's disappeared. Yeah. And he's sort of having to fill the role of this actor. Well, they sort of but get him to also, find him. He's got to go find yes, him somewhere. Yes, I think it's kind of like... Then he gets embroiled in some... You can tell from the, the trailer that he's yeah. then going to be embroiled in some sort of mob bad guy yeah. sort of scenario. Cool. But it looks very fun. Yeah, I think Ryan Gosling... Not taking himself too seriously, like there's mm-hmm. a there's a comedic timing there that yes. is unparalleled. Genius. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else has come out? Uh, we got a trailer for the new Godzilla, the new Toho Godzilla. Yes. Which looks fucking cool. Yeah, I'm stoked. Godzilla. I, don't, I still don't get the name. It's called Godzilla minus one. Okay. Which I don't understand, but it basically looks like a remake of the original Godzilla, which is very okay. interesting. Like Interesting, it's kind period. of what they did with Shin Godzilla. Wait, but sorry, of, how does yeah. this all fit in? What is Toho? What is Toho? Toho is the company that owns Godzilla. Yes. So it's, this is the new Japanese Godzilla movie, as opposed to like the, American. we're getting the American ones from Legendary Pictures. Okay. So that's like the 2014 Godzilla and all this those This is going to be a Japanese-made Godzilla. Yeah, this is the okay. latest Japanese you know, people one. People say what they want about flogging dead horses, but when it comes to Godzilla, <laughs> no, I'm so there. I'm oh like, yeah, because we're oh. getting... This we're getting Monarch. the the yeah the Apple TV series. Yeah, next year there's another new Godzilla movie, and there's an animated Godzilla movie coming out sometime next year. Sick. It's one of it's the wild. largest franchises in the world. Yeah. I did a little bit of research. So really, before uh, the video store, I had a, a radio show on nine four seven called More Than the Movie, oh. where once a week I was with Greg and Lucky, and I was telling them about movies. And I did a little thing around the time that one of the American Godzillas came out. Right. And the point of the show was to not necessarily go, oh, it's a cool movie. You guys should go and watch it. It was more like, here's some facts around Godzilla to get you excited or know the context. Mm. That was the point of the show. It was a lovely thing. We did it for a couple of months. Cool. Um, There was uh, the early Godzillas had actual dudes in the suits. Yeah. And there was one guy in particular who did more movies than anyone yeah. else. I don't know whether Graham's useless facts. I can't remember his name. name, but... Okay, but when that first American Godzilla came out, which, if you remember, was a little bit of a misstep, yeah. which was the Matthew Broderick yes. thing, yes. He, he was upset. He's like, this one doesn't have the soul of Godzilla. Yeah. Like, okay. It's not Godzilla. It's not Godzilla. Like, he, he knew the nature and yes. the soul. And yes. it was things like, Godzilla would never do that. He would never be this kind yeah. of personality like he knew the personality and the soul of gods it's yeah. like it's a very Amazing. Japanese <laughs> yeah. like esoteric reaction but it was very interesting yeah my well, favorite thing in the world sorry is Godzilla getting like an honorary citizenship in Japan yes oh, really <laughs> and so as <laughs> it's like the mayor standing next to Godzilla yeah and giving him a port and then it's amazing. just Godzilla like not smiling but smiling <laughs> getting his port I love it. I'll post it to the group. Yeah, please do. In Shinjuku, in the main Shinjuku of it's like sort of square that we've gone there many times as a band because we take a photo in the exact same place every year. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whenever we toured Japan as Short Straw, um, there is a there is a uh, it's almost like the sort of Statue of Liberty, but in Japan (laughs) there is a Godzilla. There is Uh, a head. You see his head, and he actually screams like a couple times a day. Nice. Oh, that must be yeah. rad, but yeah. annoying if you were close by. No, I think <laughs> you love him. He's an honorary citizen. You love yeah. him. 
Um, okay, magic duties. I think um, let's wrap it up. Is there anything else? There's two more quickly we can go through. Um, we got a trailer for New Planet of the Apes. Okay. Cool. Um, which is continues the cumbersome naming conventions. It's called yes. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I've completely lost track of what's what in what order. Uh, so, okay. so okay. Raz Dawn War. Yes. Yeah, you see, it's a bit of... <laughs> But it's they're amazing. This, yeah, they're really fucking good. Like those, that like trilogy is probably the best mainstream studio franchise of the 2010s. Mm. It is incredible, Agreed. dude. Yeah. Those movies are so good. They're fantastic. Is it is it continuing with that story that they're in yeah. Canaan now? So and- it's like they haven't specified, but they said it's set several generations after the previous film. Okay. So they're a little bit more advanced. It seems like what they're trying to do is bridge the gap between the remake trilogy. And the original, like, Charlton Heston one. Okay. So it's, like, between those two. Right. And it looks really cool. And then mm-hmm. the one, I mean, the thing that I'm most excited about is we got an English trailer. I don't care. I don't want to see it in English. Yes. But we did get an English trailer for The Boy and the Heron. Yeah, I saw that. Which is Hayao Miyazaki's most recent and probably last film. Yes. And it looks incredible. It looks incredible, man. M- Miyazaki is the dude of anime. Yeah. Mm. Just for those who don't know. Like, obviously... Spirits it away... How's Moving Castle? How's Moving Castle? So, so Princess Mononoke. Anime, okay. anime is the kind of thing that can be often misunderstood by people who don't know it. Yeah. There is obviously this pulpy, fun, crazy wormholes that you can go down. But probably at the top are these pieces of art that yeah. win at Cannes Film Festival mm-hmm. and are nominated for Oscars. And they are they are pieces of art. And um, and he's the guy who's who's single you know he's 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 the dude yeah who's made these ones that are mm. celebrated the most and there was a particular studio that people come to love similar to how the americans have pixar i guess yeah it's but it's on a different level it's on a far more artistic mm. far more loved far more timeless level yeah. yeah and you know you get critic reviews that sometimes are just such a good self why you want to watch a movie yes like I remember us discussing The Witch and there was a review that said, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this. Uh, you're like, ooh. <laughs> but then for The Boy and the Heron, I saw a critic say, this is about a man dealing with the impending arrival of his own death. Right. Which like, could be the filmmaker himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's like he rationalized in his that. 80s now. Yeah. It yeah. took like seven or eight years to make this movie. It's wild. Yeah. So everyone's very excited for it. And when yeah. is it going to come out? Well, the rest of the world's getting it in December. I have no idea when it's releasing locally. Okay, cool. They yeah. better get a local release or I'm going to be pissed. It will do. Trust <laughs> no, me, we've gotten will. Demon Slayer, which is also an anime release. But yeah, you know if you know true. what that is. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. You know, we've been getting anime movies, which yeah. I'm very happy about. But yes, we will yeah. 100% get this. Okay. okay. Cool, my guys. Yeah. Just like nice it. catching up. Yeah. Nice seeing you. Um, thank you for... Coming to visit us at the video store yeah. this week. Uh, we will see you again next week. Uh, please um, tell your friends, and they can also come and visit us. Yeah, yeah if you like it, store. tell your friends. If you don't like it, tell your enemies. <laughs> Either way, we win. As Jonathan <laughs> says in Key Change, if you didn't like it, no one likes a gossip. So, <laughs> um, thanks for thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Uh, our home base is thevideostore.co.za, and there are links to all our social media and come and be friends with us over there Mm. and we will see you again next week all right cheers bye-bye ttfn all right partner keep on rolling baby (laughs) all right partner let's start the recording what time is it
Graham gets it. You don't know what I'm talking about. No. Do you not know what he's talking about? <laughs> Wow. Move in the move out. Hands up, hands down. Back up, back up. Tell me what you're going to do now. Then Graham goes, I don't remember. Keep rolling, rolling, oh, rolling, yes. rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. Hey, yeah. T- tell, me, tell me you were 18 in, the, in 1999 <laughs> yeah. without telling me you were 18 in 1999. Uh, hi, okay. 